When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So Britney Spears' memoir is coming out next week, and we knew there was a bombshell in it. We did not know what that bombshell was until this morning when we broke the story. That bombshell is that when Britney was with Justin Timberlake, uh, he got her pregnant, and they had a series of emotional, heart-wrenching discussions over whether she should get an abortion, which she ultimately did. Right, they were, um, this was in late 2000s, uh, late 2000 rather, <laughs> um, big difference, late 2000. They were both about 19 years old uh, at this time. And, uh, you know, the way Brittany describes it, she was inclined to have the baby because um, she always, this was the love of her life. And and, and, the, she, and the way she grew up was, she was religious. Mm -hmm. um, abortion was not in the cards in her upbringing. Right, and she also just thought that they were eventually going to have a child together, and she just thought, all right, well, it's just coming sooner. Um, but then they had some, some very, the two of them, Justin and Brittany, discussed this. Um, and as you said, they decided not to have the, the baby. Uh, as this is what, how Brittany describes it in the book. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would be, just be much earlier than I had anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. And so At, they, had, they had a series of discussions um, and, you know, Brittany was, again, rooted in this notion that you have the yep, child. Yep. But they talked, and ultimately, you know, he did not browbeat her, but he clearly wanted her to get the abortion. And ultimately, she agreed. It is something that He's, really tore her apart for years. Yeah, and I, I think uh, the way she describes it in the book is to say uh, it is one of the biggest regrets in her life. Yeah, and so you guys... This tells us a lot more about their relationship. I think a lot of people thought it was kind of just clear cut that Brittany had cheated on Justin and that is why they broke up and that they were this happy couple and then just broke up because of cheating and that was that. But now we're learning a little bit more how deep this relationship was. We know that Brittany actually wanted to marry Justin Timberlake when they were together. And it was, you know, just a few years, few short years, but now we know how much they went through together as a couple. And, and, and especially how much they went through together. And But at that age, it has to have such an impact to that at 19 years old. Well, you also have to and remember they too, were, the careers. Right, and that they were where they were, both of them in their careers at that point. And, and you would think that's gotta be a motivating factor too for Justin Timberlake, that even though they were together, here he's just launching his career and it changes things. Yeah, I mean, it really just changes things. Yeah, I. Um, w what we don't know yet is whether or not Justin had a head knew that this was going to be in the book. 
Because it is a big thing to come out, you know what I mean? And we don't know how much of, how much if any of a heads up he got. Or do you? Um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I'm guessing here, but obviously we were in touch with Justin's people today. And I don't know whether he knew. Right. But honestly, my sense from the phone call that I made, right. they did not seem to know. Now, th that could also be performative, I don't know. Sure. But that was my, my sense was that they were kind of flat-footed and they all talked and remember, I mean, I, thought, I think I told yeah. you, they were gonna get back to us and I think ultimately the way we did it, they seemed to right. like the way we characterized it, but um, I don't know that he knew. It, based that on the phone call, out, yeah. it, just, it just felt like they were a little flat-footed. By the way, a lot of fans now, ever since we broke this story on the website earlier this morning, fans are going back trying to see if there was any clues that Britney had dropped about this, you know, uh, pregnancy that she had. And there's one specific music video that people have noticed, maybe a, a breadcrumb. Her every time music video at the very end, it shows Britney looking into um, like a hospital room and a woman just had a baby and you see Britney crying. And this music video was pretty important at the time because it was her rebuttal to Justin's Cry Me a River, which is where he kind of, you know, blamed her for the relationship ending. And this was her, you know, saying her truth. So may or may not be um, an Easter egg, but kind of interesting. Yeah, one other thing that, uh, well not one, and believe me, there are going to be a lot of uh, little nuggets that are coming out as the book comes out next week. Uh, next week. Um, but something else that is in the book uh, is Brittany's characterization of what happened when she shaved her head. Um, and in the book, she says that this was just flat out rebellion. Uh, rebellion because she says now, at least in this version, that she was concerned about her control, control of her life being taken away. She said, I'd been eyeballed so much growing up, I'd been looked up and down, had people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager. Shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back under this conservatorship I was made to understand that those days were now over. I had to grow my hair out and get back into shape. I had to go to bed early and take whatever medication they told me to take. So when you look at that last line, I think it's really interesting. I had to take whatever medication they told me to take. That, if you think back to that time, she was clearly struggling. And I remember that we had that moment where, you know, at first it was like following this bizarre right. character. And, and then, then all it of us, was, it was dark. Right. And we started thinking there was something wrong with Britney. So when she says, I was rebelling and everything else, you have to take that along with her saying, basically, they forced me to take my meds. And you yeah. realize there was a mental struggle going on here and, as well. And, and by the way, in going on for an extended period. I, we mean, were sh I was shocked when we talked the today. When, the, yeah. when the, she shaved her head was February of 2007, the conservatorship didn't start until February 2008. I was shocked when you when we talked yeah. about that this morning because I it felt it was on the year. heels of it. Yeah, it was And it was a full year after that yeah. that the conservatorship started. I, I cannot, I'm trying to recall yeah, the, the how much The first 5150 call was in January of 2008. Then there was a second one at the end of January and then the conservatorship. I gotta say, my memory on that, it, it was way more compressed than it actually is. Yeah.
Hey, it's Josh from New York. You know, Britain, I feel like, has been waiting to tell the world this story. And it's uh, obviously we've all been on the end of our seat waiting to hear it. Now, we know Justin Timberlake, of course, is happily married to Jessica Biel, who starred on Seventh Heaven. And not to make light of it, but if this story doesn't sound like a really good episode of Seventh Heaven from the late 90s, I, I don't know what does. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know you said you don't want to make light of it. But you did. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to move on. This yes. is... Um, uh, because um, Travis Kelsey was out on the town again, hit up uh, another sporting event. She wasn't there. Calm down, Taylor Swift fans. Um, well, she wasn't there, but her music was there. But yeah, <laughs> you can't escape her at this point. So last night, Travis uh, spent some time with his brother, Jason, and they went to the NLCS game between uh, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Of course, they're there supporting Philadelphia because that's who Jason plays for. And, uh, you know, they were just... Couple of bros <laughs> having some beers. I think Jason was pounding a beer at one point. Travis um, wasn't. Which the fans love, but once they knew that they were there over the loudspeaker, yes, they were playing Taylor's music. Um, so he can't escape it. It's like all of sports now is overtaken by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Football, baseball, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good October, baby. Philly season is here. And uh, we're dominating tonight. What do you think of, hey, what do you think of Simpson's thing right now? I mean, this place is rocking! <laughs> yeah, so I wonder now, and I think he is, I wonder if Travis is changing the way he acts. He, you know, was a fun guy. I think he normally would have been there pounding those beers with his brother, Jason. That's interesting. I wonder hmm. if because That's he's with Taylor now. Oh, image-wise. I'm already seeing a change in him. He can't, he's he can't be the, full bro. Yeah, he can't anymore. Even when he's walking <laughs> through the with city with Taylor, Charles, I, I see people like, yay, uh. Travis. And he's, he's acting differently. He used to be a man amongst the people, you know? And I don't know if he's that anymore. Hmm. Just do me a favor, Babcock. Yeah. <laughs> Call Dana White, please. I do not want to hear Taylor Swift music at the next UFC fight. <laughs> please. I feel like if there's anyone that would hold well, out and go against the trend, it's Dana White. So. All right, I'm Dorian from PG County, Maryland, and I feel like we're starting to get Taylor Swift fatigue, anyways. But it's just the beginning stage, and I'm glad that they was there just together because those brothers are like legendary in football now. So. And it's also good that it was Don Staley. She threw out the first pitch. So that's also under the radar. So it's just good that they got to just be dudes, drink their beer, enjoy the win. <laughs> Everybody have fun. Big God. night in Philly. Unbelievable. Big I mean, it is Philly. unbelievable how she has overtaken sports. Well, Gigi Hadid um, seemed when this started, when she first made her first comments about what happened in Israel, um, you know, she made a very measured comment, um, made it very clear that she, uh, because she and her family are Palestinian, that she supported um, the Palestinians, but she denounced what Hamas had done on October 7th and said that that is not in line with the Free Palestine Movement. Uh, but then she posted something this weekend that drew the attention of the State of Israel and their social media team. And now, um, her family, not just Gigi, but everyone in her family, and mind you, the rest of the family hasn't made any public comments, uh, but they are all getting some very serious death threats. Uh, they're getting them online. They're getting them on their phones. Um, it is a very scary uh, situation that her family is going through, is what we've been told by people close to the family. It, it is interesting 
um, that the state of Israel actually spoke out. Um, that, right. Th I, I found that really interesting. But let's put up what Gigi wrote and then the reaction. Charles, I apologize. For yeah, my eyes. I, I got you. <laughs> she, said, uh, she said, there is nothing Jewish about the Israeli government's treatment of Palestinians. Condemning the Israeli government is not anti-Semitic and supporting Palestinians is not supporting Hamas. To which the Israeli government kind of flipped it on its head and said, right, they're... Uh, version of that is that there's nothing valiant about Hamas's massacre of Israelis. Condemning Hamas for what it is, ISIS, is not anti-Palestine, and supporting Israelis in their fight against barbaric terrorists is the right thing to do. And they added, have you been sleeping this right. past I week? Tag Gigi And directly. so that apparently was enough to incite people to wage this kind of verbal war, threatening yeah. war against the uh, Gigi Hadid and her family. Boy, it is really hard to win as a celebrity on this issue. I mean, you know, it's an awful situation, obviously, but a lot of people are criticizing, for example, Taylor Swift for not taking a position, not coming out and saying something. The reason is right here, no matter what it is that you say, you are going to be criticized probably by both the left to one side and the other, not not just one or the other, but but both. Right. You know, I think Gigi Hadid is being was being uh, uh, blamed for not coming out and more pal more pro-Palestinian. She said something she attempted to, you know, thread this needle, but apparently failed to do so, at least in the in the eyes of Israel. Well, you know, I, I got to say, though, Jason, that I've seen a bunch of celebrities just kind of walk this line where they're essentially not saying much, if anything, because they're so scared of criticism. And I think you're right. No matter what you say, you get criticized. At a point, you got to say, screw it. And you got to say what you believe, whichever side you're on, because I think we've gotten so, we've, we've gotten scared into silence. And I think that's actually really a dangerous thing. I mean, look, Charles, you and I have it, had it, discussions. It is, it is a dangerous thing. I, I agree. And I understand why you say it's a dangerous thing. But now look at the consequences oh, absolutely. for her family. Sure. And so, I, while I agree with you, it's a dangerous thing for the, for people to remain silent, um, especially in the face of atrocities that were very clear atrocities. But when you do say something, if you don't say it exactly the right way, and it is a very difficult thing to do, this can be the consequence. And so maybe if you don't know the exact thing to do, maybe it is better to say. Well, right, I, I, and I think that's right too. That yeah. if you if you're not if you don't have a point of view on it, don't just say it to say it. But if you have a point of view, if you feel something strongly, um, I got to say, it's kind of freeing to be able to vent your feelings, your emotions, if you have any kind of a knowledge base behind it. And again, whichever and side, a, which, whichever side you're on. I also is to have the knowledge base that I think that's right, too. A lot of people don't. Yeah. But Gigi Hadid has the knowledge base. She came up with her statement and she's getting death threats. I, so I, I get it. It's, it's not it's that terrible. freeing for her. Yeah. Pe people should not be threatening somebody's life with their views on something like this. Um, you can certainly disagree, but th that's a, it's appalling on either side. I actually think, uh, you know, we got um, D.L. Hughley uh, out at LAX yesterday, uh, shortly after the state of Israel had called out Gigi Hadid, uh, and this was his re reaction to that. Any message to, to Gigi? You know, I she- think that, I think that she has every right to love her people and be a, 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 a vociferous proponent of her people, any, just like anybody else and to try to, to paint her with a brush that makes her a terrorist because she sympathizes with people that are of her same. First off, we're, we're, one, we're one people. And yeah. to see us differently is why we get into these separations. These I think she's a person who loves her people, 
and who spoke for her people, just like everybody else is doing. The fact that you can't have these conversations without somebody calling you a terrorist sympathizer or without somebody calling you a colonizer or why we are in this situation right now. My name is Hamilton. I'm uh, in Ohio. I uh, stand with Israel. I think that everybody should should expect people to denounce, especially public figures, to denounce terrorism. Um, as far as the death threats, it's unacceptable. By the way, we should say that um, it is the threats have been serious enough that uh, we're told Mohammed Adid is considering going to the FBI. They may already be looking these. at that. Yeah, I, uh, I would hope so. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to a big development for Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman. No, they're not getting back together again. Um, he is still filed for divorce, but there may be some relief financially for them if they can pull this off. They have finally listed their mansion in Georgia, um, and they've listed it for $6 million. Which is insane because they bought it for $880,000. When did they buy it? Wow. When? Back in 2012. Oh, wow. So, uh, Brendan, this all assumes, right, that they're going to get that, the asking <laughs> That they price. get that much. Right. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a beautiful home. They've obviously put a ton of renovations into it. It sits on a golf course. It is pretty. There's 11 bathrooms, seven bedrooms. So it's on a nice chunk of land. I think they will most likely get the asking price, which we know they need the money. They're going through insane financial problems. So right do you now. think the realtor goes through it and says, okay, this is the bedroom where she called 911. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Croy locked her out. You know that the door is locked. The door is locked. They definitely work. I'm sorry for uh, laughing, but it just... Me. But also, if you're the realtor, you can uh, you can market it as this was also a home that appeared on several seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So if there's a Bravo oh, fan and, that lives in the area. And, on, and TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's up, everybody? It's Mo from Michigan. And to me, this is a no-brainer. If we're going to make millions off this deal, you split 50, I take 50, and we'll go our separate ways. But if I'm the buyer... And if the divorce is as nasty as they said, oh, is, are you saying this is bad luck? Man, I need an exorcism because of the, <laughs> man, right. no, I need, I need, a, I need a cleanse. That's that's the in the negotiations. All right, we'll pay this much, but you got to pay for the exorcism. <sighs> well, the families of the hostages, the uh, more than two hundred hostages who have been that we know of that were taken by. Hamas on October 7th. Uh, the families are doing everything they can, I think, to humanize um, their loved ones and to make, to make people around the world, uh, and hopefully their captors realize that these are you know, people who are beloved and they just want to get them home. Um, Mia Shem is a 21-year-old who really made headlines yesterday because Hamas released a video of her in captivity. In one of the videos, you could see that she had some injuries. It looks like she may have been shot. Yeah. In this video, she says that they're taking care of her, but she really just desperately wants the Israeli government to come and get her as soon as possible. And while seeing that image of her injured um, is certainly difficult and painful for her family, her mother held a news conference today, so many other families don't even have that yet, have some video to prove that their loved one is alive. Um, and one of those families uh, is the family of a woman named Moran Yanai. She was apparently taken on October 7th by Hamas, and her family is desperate for any sign that she is okay and that they can get back to her. So her brother-in-law, Dan Moore, is joining us to talk about what the families uh, can do in this point 
It is a horrible situation for them to be in. Dan Moore, welcome to TMZ Live. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Dan, um, I, I want to get into, you know, your sister-in-law and who she was and what she was doing, but I, I think I want to start kind of ahead of that. Um, what are you doing? Because I'm not sure what you can do at this point. Are you getting information? Are you working with embassies? Um, what are you doing and are you getting information to allow you to navigate this? Uh, the only uh, solid information that we have right now is something that we pretty much had known from day one when we came across the uh, TikTok video that Hamas terrorists uh, posted. Uh, speaking in Arabic, we got it translated, and basically they were saying that they captured another bird on the tree. They didn't really use the word bird, but um, you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, and ever since, we have no no idea, no signal of life, no sign of life from her. Uh, only a couple of days later, we actually got a confirmation from... Um, uh, from the authorities that she is confirmed uh, abducted uh, and hostage. Uh, since then, we as the family have been completely shattered to pieces. Uh, my wife in particular, she's been like out of it completely, um, but still very focused. Uh, I mean, she hasn't been eating for, for seven days, but she's been functioning solely on you know, trying to pull strings, make phone calls, investigate, find out what's going on with her sister because we had we were so much in in a, in a, um, in the dark with that. And now what we have uh, going is just our um, uh, reaching out to the global international community uh, and asking for a global intervention. Um, you know, for the immediate release of of, of those innocent civilians pretty much on our own we're not involved with any government army police security forces work we've never have been so that's why what we have to do as a family and family members mm -hmm. is just to reach out and speak to uh to the press speak to uh you know uh, international uh, uh tv channels etc this feels like the most impossible situation you are an israeli your country was attacked you have a relative who is now being held by Hamas. Hamas has made it clear that they seem inclined to release non-Israelis, but they're not going to release Israelis. There is about to be a ground invasion, and you know what that means in terms of peril. So as an Israeli, I would assume you want Hamas eliminated, but it feels like you've got this impossibly conflicting emotion that you also obviously want your sister to be safe. This must be, this must jumble your mind in a way that is hard for me even to imagine. I try not to think about it. You know, the, uh, the strategies, it's a game of chess. You know, what's going on with the military and the international, um, you know, people in force, politics, you know, the only thing that me, my wife, really cling, up, cling on to is, is our faith, faith in God, prayers, and what are we doing right now? This is the best that I can. All we want is Moran back. If to describe Moran in, uh, in, in a couple words, is she's like a modern flower girl, animal activist, 
beautiful girl, beautiful soul. Uh, she's like the glue in our family. Gosh. And it uh, breaks my heart. It breaks my heart not knowing what's happening with her. And obviously what you're saying, what you're describing is, is you know, I, I just don't let it get to me because uh, it's terrifying. You know, it's very complicated. We wanted to ask you something. I know you, you've spent um, some time that you live part-time uh, in Sydney, Australia. I just wanted to ask you about something really shocking we've seen since October 7th, uh, immediately after the terrorist attacks, uh, a rally in Sydney where there were a thousand people just chanting horrible things. Gas the Jews. It is the Holocaust. I'm just wondering when you saw that, seeing that you live at, at times in Sydney, obviously it was shocking to us. What's happening in Sydney, you know, needs to be dealt with somehow. People need to understand, you know, some of these people are very innocent. They just don't know what they're really protesting. They really, I, I, think, I feel like it's, it's coming from uh, miscommunication, miseducation. Uh, and misunderstanding. Listen, we wish you nothing but the best and, and hope that so you get hope. some sign uh, soon that you get her back. She is okay. Yeah. I hope to speak to you on, uh, on better days and uh, more exciting things than this. Yes, let's, let's we, hope for that. We would like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. The best of luck to you, Dan, and your family. Thank you very much. God right. bless. Thank you. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It's so impossible. Uh, those families are going through it. It's just, and it is, it's that. Especially if you're know. Israeli and you want that incursion and you want your relative you want back. Your relatives back. Okay, we're going to take a break. All right, uh, when we come back, Tyler Perry doing something for a woman who's gotten a lot of attention, a woman who's going through it in South Carolina, a 93-year-old grandmother who's been pushed out of her home by a real estate development. Well, guess what? Tyler Perry to the rescue. We will tell you what he's doing for her. It is really amazing. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, we broke a pretty big story yesterday about a woman who's gotten a lot of attention nationally because of her battle uh, to keep her home. Uh, Josephine Wright is a 93-year-old grandmother in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And she's had this home. This home and this property has been in her family since the Civil War era. She is now being pushed out by some real estate developers who want to buy the land. They want to put in, uh, I believe they're putting in... Uh, a new residential neighborhood, but she doesn't, want to give, she, yeah. she doesn't want to give it up. There's a lawsuit going on. Her family has been trying to raise money uh, through GoFundMe. But what we found out is that there's someone who's stepping in to help her. Um, and I have to say, this is something we've seen him do in the past, and that is Tyler Perry saw her story and decided he wanted to do something to help her. Um, so he's gonna build her a house. Building a new house on that property. By the way, the home had been damaged last month. Uh, there was a storm, a tree yeah, fell. You can see it. And, um, and she was wondering what she was gonna do. One, with the legal battle. Two, with the home. Well, the home part, is now taken care of. I understand that, you know, Josephine, she is 93 years old. She has lived in this home forever with her family. It has been in her family for centuries. But here's the thing. Tyler Perry is helping her out. She is He is giving her a five-bedroom home. It's going to be brand new. I mean, the house in this video, I mean, looks like it's a very old home. And there was an update on the GoFundMe that actually said a tree fell and uh, actually fell in the on the home and opened up two holes in the roof. So it looks like Josephine's problems are all going to go away once Tyler Perry builds her this new home. Yeah, and, you know, every, I'm sure some Somebody watching this is wondering, well, she's 93 years old and he's building a house and that's going to take a while. 
The idea here is keep that, land. that you keep you keep the land in the house for the for her grandkids, um, so it will stay in the family and it will live on long past her. So um, you know you, you know yeah. people are wondering, well, why not just buy her a house so she can live in it? It's really to endure the over the years. Right, the land is important to her. Um, and Good on Tyler. Good on this Tyler. This is really a great thing. Sweetie King Baltimore, I think it's important, like you said, it's about legacy. I love that Tyler Perry still has a heart. He's stepping up to the plate and just making sure he knows that he's around, he's hearing, he's seeing things. She's 93 years old. I mean, the least you can do is step up and he can do it. He has the capacity to do so and make sure that she's okay. It is about keeping things for her grandkids and, you know, just for her family legacy as, you know, as it stands. She just wants to continue to fight. And I love that Tyler Perry's stepping up to fight with her. 93 years old. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I, I actually feel that way that when I and when I turn 93, if I make it, Charles, you would do something nice for me, wouldn't you? Um, you assume that I'm going to be around <laughs> when you're 93. That is a big assumption. <laughs> okay, we are going to move on. Yes, this is a crazy. startling revelation. Even it is startling even from Tommy Lee, uh, the Motley Crue drummer, very famous or infamous, depending on your perspective, partier. Um, but he was on Bill Maher's podcast uh, and started talking about just how much he was partying back in the day. I, I, I don't even know how this is possible. I'm calling BS on- You think so? On the quantity, yes. All right, well, here's what Tommy said. Alcohol is such a weird one too because it's just, it's easy to fall in love with the way it makes you feel, the way it makes you relax and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, it's I'm amazing. drinking two gallons of vodka a day? <laughs> well, this you, is not, the, uh, like, you're trying to kill yourself now. This is not like- Are you talking about yourself? For, yeah. Come on. Two gallons a no. day. No. I swear to you, dude, I swear to God. I just did like the full body scan where they do say, head to toe everything. And I can't believe smoking, drinking, all the dumb or the fun that I've done. Right. Dude, the doctor was like, you're good. Okay. As, as I don't know. As I, wait, I was <laughs> I was as a smoking and drinking. Right. Um, I was shocked at the beginning at the amount, and I still am. And then at the end, I think I'm even more shocked that the doctor's like, you're good. You're good. Well, it can regenerate. You know, it's funny because you could regenerate wow. a liver. No, it's really true. You can regenerate a liver when you stop. But how? I, I can't believe well, anybody. Stop drinking this. Wouldn't you die of alcohol poisoning? I agree, Harvey. I mean, I'm calling BS. I think he was embellishing to make his point. I mean, obviously, Tommy Lee has done his fair share of partying the last 40 years. He's been sober since 2019, though, so good for him. All right, that's good. But a handle alone is right. like a little, uh, I think it's a little more than half a gallon. So yeah. he has to be putting down four handles. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Wait, I thought a no, handle no, no. would have been close it's, to it's, it's a half a gallon. Oh it's my! Half, that, that's why I'm saying, I just even if he's doing it from morning until late at night, you would just get alcohol. Maybe he meant he went through two gallons like with some friends. No, he had some help. Well, you know what I mean? you're adding something he didn't say. I, I know he didn't say that, but I, that's the only way I could see that. Well, why would he say, "Oh yeah, I had eight people over and drank two <laughs> gallons"? No, he's saying I drank two gallons of vodka a day. I think the point he was trying to make is he was drinking a lot of alcohol, and it's shocking that the doctor said that you know he's in perfect bill of health. Yeah. By the way, don't if you think that you're gonna <laughs> that that's you'd have the same result, you will die. 
don't count. No, that. you will die of alcohol poisoning. Hey, I'm still the fool from Montbello, Colorado, and I agree. I think he's cabin on the amount. I think he's cabin on the amount, but maybe the lifestyle. I think he's not. He's not lying so much about maybe, but I, and it just makes him that much more of a legend, in my opinion. Um, it just it, you got the best tunes in in the Lord's liver. I mean, <laughs> the Lord's say? liver. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the Lord's liver. His liver is doing the Lord's work. That's for sure. Alicia Keys uh, and Swiss Beats, we, we've talked for years about the fact that they go on these fabulous vacations. Yep. Um, and it sounds like she was interested in testing herself with some extreme sport of some sort. So she posted something that has completely blown up in her face. Which would have been an innocuous in any other week. Right. Uh, she said, what would you do if you weren't afraid of anything? Tell me your truth. I've had my eyes on paragliding. Hashtag Monday Energy. So obviously, what comes to mind for a lot of people when you Not say paraglider Keys. is what happened a week ago Saturday with the terrorists coming in, the Hamas terrorists coming into Israel on paragliders and slaughtering Jews. So she just got a torrent. The immediately, of like the post that went up said, You're promoting barbaric acts of Hamas terrorists. Um, are you kidding me? Is this some kind of twisted homage to the Hamas terrorists? It, it, I mean, on, on and on. on. She got inundated with it. It's not what she meant. That is not what she meant at all. Yeah, you guys, uh, she took down the post and she apologized. And I'll paraphrase what she said. She basically said, uh, the post that I threw up earlier mentioning the paragliders was not at all connected to the, uh, the Hamas attack in Israel. I stand for peace. I pray for peace. Uh, this, my heart has been breaking over this tragedy, et cetera. Um, and honestly, I think that's quite, it was quite clear from the beginning. It, it was quite clear what her intent was. Uh, and look, I know tensions are high, people are on edge, et cetera, et cetera. But Harvey said, obviously, it's, you know, the, that comes to mind when it comes, maybe it's not obvious to everybody. I know like this is like top of mind for us here in news, but not everybody is like actively thinking about this story. I know it's like the biggest thing in the world right now, but she lives in La Jolla, okay? And she, and people have been <laughs> pointing out and down in San Diego, paragliding is a big thing. And in recent years, she's been doing interviews talking about the fact that she wants to paraglide. So yeah. give her a break. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. it's it's much to do about nothing, but I, I get it, but it's just silly. A hundred percent, one hundred percent, I think. She had absolutely no it evil is intention. It's just a horrible timing. I also situation. think I also think because of what happened last week with BLM in Chicago, showing the image of the paraglider, that it did kind of bring that to the forefront. Right. And so kind of the, you know, everything kind of aligned here, but she did not mean harm. I mean, that's no. very clear. What, what's, what's startling to me is because we were getting inundated about this yesterday. People were writing in like, oh my God, condemn her, condemn her. This is like, people are on the attack right now and it's, it's a little concerning. I understand like it's a very sensitive issue, but people just need to give people grace a little bit right now until like real information comes out. Give people grace, give them the benefit of the doubt. That's what I would say, because everyone just needs to just settle down a little bit. I w you know, and I agree with that on a level, but on another level, depending on what is said, obviously. There is a lot of hatred. When it's I mean, not clear, and that was not clear, but when it is clear hatred. For sure, when it's clear hatred, like, yeah, and there, there's, there's been examples a lot of, of that, it. for sure, but when it's not one. clear, like this one clearly was not clear. Oh, that sounds like a you know yeah. oxymoron, <laughs> but like it was clearly not clear. So give her grace, <laughs> give her the benefit of the doubt, as it turns out, that's not what she meant. So there you go. Well, and, and uh, again, I agree that she did not mean that. But there is so much hatred and anger out there 
that people are kind of almost... It, that's almost, what puts people on edge. Yeah, it's Pavlovian, that you look at something and because you see what happened in Australia and which you see yeah. what's going on everywhere else, you do go to that space. Right. So, I don't know. I know, I'm killing fame from Los Angeles. Um, Gardner, this is the key situation. I think the cancel culture in America is so, like, it's so easy like to cancel anybody. And obviously, she didn't know what she was doing. Um, I think that it, it's a big it's a big story right now with the, it's the Palestinian and Israeli thing going on right now. But I don't think that's where her head was at. So I think people need to, get, need to be a little more mindful before they so quickly attack and cancel people. Like the culture is too fast to cancel people nowadays. And that's ridiculous. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also consider the source. That's just not... Uh, Absolutely. If true. ever you're going to give someone grace, you give Alicia Keys. Keys. Right. right. All right, I will say right off the bat, this is risky business. And normally, we wouldn't do this. Oh, I know what you're saying. Um, most <laughs> news outlets wouldn't do this. It is just risky to say someone's pregnant before they announce that they are pregnant. But we've all I seen- I wanna know where you're going here. We've all seen Halle Bailey. Yeah. And we, you know, maybe you saw The Little Mermaid. We know what Halle Bailey looks like. Right. But Halle Bailey was out this past weekend with her boyfriend, DDG. So, I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of rumors. I'm not saying. There are a no. lot of rumors, and this is why the rumors are there. It's giving that it's no longer a rumor. This is giving sis is pregnant. Um, it looks like that is more than a baby bump. She also went to the VMAs well, in September. No, no, and it, it is a baby, baby bump. bump. It's more yeah, than I mean, lunch. Yeah, I mean, it could, <laughs> in her defense, it could be she's wearing a whole bunch of clothes, but we are not stupid. What? Come on. <laughs> What? I'm just saying she could. She could um, be in September wearing she went to the VMAs layers. and she was also wearing this like very, very flowy, loose dress, and it could just you could just tell like it's in her face. Um, there were some celebrities that even commented and just said, like, girl, you may as well just come out and live your, you know, your best life pregnant. And it seems like this is what she's doing, going out, out and about with DDG. No uh, big announcement, no Instagram post, just said anything. living life. It is interesting that they both had bandages there, like they'd given blood. If Someone is pregnant. I've been told. I am. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Someone here, uh, Siobhan, told me that 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 is a regular. Once you're pregnant, you do regularly give blood for testing and stuff. So, can I just say what I, I want to say about this? That you want to you want to make it clear that you didn't say anything through the entire segment. Nothing. <laughs> Hi, this is April from Atlanta. Uh, if the rumors are true or if the pictures are true, starting a family is nice, but staying together as a family is beautiful. So I just hope that if they are starting a family, that they can stay together as a family. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't think there was an issue there, but can you go back? I want to go back <laughs> to her for just a second. What's in the background there? Is that a... It's a TV. Oh, is that just a TV? Well, oh, I don't know. I was fascinated by what was ever. They're making some kind of food, and I thought, well. I'm watching Chop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Great. By the way, you now officially said something during that segment. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, this is Damon from Los Angeles, and I want to talk about Britney's pregnancy with Justin Timberlake at the age of 19. Um, I can't help but wonder if this is one of the things that Justin was rumored to have been worried about that would have come out in her book. But that aside, I really commend Brittany for speaking about something that, and sharing something that's so deeply personal, considering how polarizing an issue of, the issue of abortion is in our society. And it is not often that is, it is openly discussed. So I really appreciate her honesty here. Yeah, 
I mean, that's, uh, like I said, that's the hook to the book. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show that she is going to tell all, as they, uh, as they say. Uh, one more. Hi, I'm Stephanie from Connecticut. You know, I know Brittany's gone through a lot in her life, but shaving her head so publicly just seemed like an odd choice. Like, hey, I get it. Hair grows back. Maybe it's a clean start or taking ownership over your body. But how she did just seemed a little erratic. Brittany, girl, next time, just try wigs. Well, it was a rough time in her life. It really was. It was a very rough time. So uh, Michael Jordan was in Vegas and decided he would take in Usher's show. I mean, Always dangerous when a guy is. brings a woman exactly. to a and Usher show. He did bring his wife, <laughs> Yvette. Um, and you gotta, you always gotta wonder, is Usher gonna, especially if you're Michael Jordan, right? Like, he's probably the biggest celebrity in the audience, so Usher's gotta give him some attention. And, and her. Right. Well, uh, Michael Jordan did get a lap dance. <laughs> his wife didn't, because it wasn't from Usher. It was. Tiffany Haddish, for some reason, I don't, I don't I know why. I think it's hysterical. Did he, I can't tell, did he stop the show when she was doing this? I think this was either, I think this may be before oh. the show actually started. Or oh. maybe they're dancing while Usher's performing. Is that his wife there that's, that, that's dancing with? Yes, so Yvette ended up getting up. She got in the act. Yeah. Ah. Figured if you can't beat him, join him, I don't know. Well, actually, is that Yvette? I can't tell I can't now. tell either. No, it's, no, not. it's not, no, a it's not a vet. Oh, so it's someone sitting next to Tiffany's you. Tiffany's right. just uh, making the rounds. <laughs> She'll just dance with anybody in there. All right. And Usher got off clean here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Usher did not get involved. This was not another Kiki Palmer situation. Right. Uh, okay, guys. We will see you tomorrow.